Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar and Johnny Stites, and we're here today to follow up some of the discussion we started in our last show, uh, talking about entrepreneurs over 50 who are really getting started and, and what that uh, represents for the marketplace and the different kinds of businesses that they're going into. Um, it, it is not all millennials these days. We're finding a lot of uh, retirees are going into business uh, for themselves, starting up things and having a lot more fun than they might have had uh, in, in their careers. But I think the bottom line is to keep busy and keep working. And as you get older, you find that this is an avenue for uh, helping yourself to, and your family to develop and, and keep active um, Johnny, you certainly have done that and uh, in a lot of ways, and maybe you could share a little of that and talk about some of these uh, these findings we're looking at. Well, after 45 years of in being in the same business and watching that grow from a quarter of a million to 46 million in one year, um, annual growth, I should say, it's, a, it's important, I think, that people understand that if you are in business, you must have a vision of where you want to go. Otherwise, you're just going to be working every day without understanding what the outcome should be. I think one of the things that seniors bring to the table is they've been around so long, just like me in the construction industry. I knew what my passion was. I knew in the seventh grade what I want to do with my life, be in the family-owned construction business. But when it got time to step aside to the, for the next generation, I was very happy to do that because I had made plans of how I would be able to step aside and had executed those plans years in advance. So you have a higher awareness level of yourself and what you're doing and what other people are doing as you get older. And, you and that's one of the ingredients here, it seems to me. Yeah, I think you're right. It's important for people understand their talent, understand what their passion is, and as sometimes as young people, we're that's mask. We don't we see movies and we get excited about this or that, and it's a flash in the pan. But it's important that we understand what we really enjoy doing, what we really get passionate about, and then just pour all of our energy into that. If there's <laughs> any way possible to do that as a person, you're going to enjoy your life much And there's better. not anything wrong with failing with a business no. uh, because you learn from it if you learn from it. If you don't learn from it, then there's a lot wrong with it. But the idea is that uh, there are so few businesses that ever started in the history of the world that didn't at some point fail first uh, in some other direction. And so it, it's a almost a necessary ingredient. So don't feel, you know, don't feel terrible if things don't work out, but just make sure that you make the most of what you learn from that and that you plan accordingly and develop this uh, this direction and the whole purpose of what you're doing um, for yourself so that it fits your life and it fits your family and it fits what you, what you really would like to have happen. Uh, that's what the opportunities are here. And it's, I think it's the reason we see a lot of older people coming into the marketplace now with new business ideas or taking over businesses of some sort. Um, there's a seems to be a more positive outlook, and I think that the economy has certainly uh, impacted that. 
On the other hand, there are checks and balances because as the economy is better and it's more attractive and we start getting more interested in starting a new business, um, along with that come some sets of problems, uh, finding employees, uh, building the business up, the branding part of it, all the things we've talked about over time here. So, um, I think there's another part of this, Hal. Is yes. I think uh, seniors tend to understand and appreciate the value of culture in a business. Yes. If if I you have seen many instances where seniors are put out to pasture by the board of directors because they've hired some young person to come in and run the company, only to find out that that person didn't understand the culture of the company, that what made the company great, and they worked at cross-purposes with that culture and failed. So they bring back the old geezer to come back in and bring the company to, uh, and we know of many Fortune Many old geezers, we know. Yeah, right. <laughs> who've come in and done well, rev revamping the company and right. revitalizing the company. Yeah, you don't have to come back into the the you know, starting a business up or or uh, you don't have to come back into that and, and make yourself crazy. You don't have to uh, go out and start a, a booming restaurant business that you have to be married to and work with uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is an opportunity to use all of what you've learned and put it together in a direction that works for you. And as I said, for your family and uh, and, and for the lifestyle that you want. Um, so it doesn't mean you have to go out and torture yourself um, now that you're older and you've learned all these things. That's great. Put them to work for you. Make it make it uh, have a value. Um, the kinds of industries that attract over 50 people is kind of interesting. Uh, people who are over 50 years of age, I should say. Um, business services, food and restaurant businesses. As I said, that's a little crazy for somebody who's uh, – and you really need a young heart and spirit to to run a successful food and restaurant business. I think, from my experience, um, retail. Well, you can have a young heart and a young spirit and still be a senior citizen. It's just that the hours are tough. <laughs> They're really hard. Um, as I said, you got to be married to it. It's hard to have a restaurant and not be there all of the time. Um, and so maybe you, you do it two or three days a week, you know, I don't know. But, but generally speaking, that's a tough field. Health and fitness businesses are thriving and automotive businesses are. Um, the majority of people over 50 years old say they launched their business because they wanted to pursue their passion. So it's just what you're talking about here. Um, 36% started a business because the opportunity presented itself um, and and 22% because they were unhappy with their jobs that they had. Um, so it's interesting, the mix of people. And uh, I guess all we're saying is uh, be careful. You know, don't jump into it. Um, t take the time and trouble to, to really uh, poke around and see what fits and what makes sense for you and what you're passionate about and how are you going to make that work. And how are you going to structure your time and your family and all of that? These are all considerations. Um, it's a lot better than jumping into the ocean and finding out that the water is freezing cold and, and you didn't know that to start with. Um, so so it's, call, it's called being productive. And uh, 
uh, really one of the things we wanted to talk about, and we're going to do that in a minute, um, is is uh, we're going to take a break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, being productive while you run your small business from home. Okay, welcome back. This is Hal and Johnny, and we're uh, having a discussion today about people over 50 years old making their mark uh, in business, entrepreneurship, developing small businesses, starting them up, following your passion, following your instincts, following your gut, making it really all come together. It is possible. It is happening. And it is making a difference in the market. One of the things that comes to mind is starting a small business from home. And I um, am reminded of one place that I lived and people down the street had a – they started a little video surveillance business for um, for businesses to have that they could – this was before all of the stuff that exists today. But this was a, in the beginning stages of putting a small camera over the business door and that sort of thing. They did it out of their garage. They actually made the parts there and they shipped them out there and it got to be – so busy that the UPS trucks and FedEx trucks were were there all the time. Well, then that started creating havoc in the neighborhood. <laughs> and people, you know, you had to drive around them or you had to wait till they got out of the way. Um, and and eventually, the people who had this business decided that they better open a uh, go get a building or a location, uh, move out of their garage, and they did. And of course, that made the whole neighborhood was happier. Um, They've built that since, and it's become one of the top um, uh, surveillance businesses in the country, and they're very uh, uh, computer surveillance, and it's very successful. Um, but you can start from home. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to sit in your garage and build something, although some people do. It could be starting on your dining room table uh, where you're doing paperwork or research and putting it together and starting to figure out the direction you want to take. Um, Joanna, you didn't have to start yours, so to speak. Your family started it, but you started parts of it, and you've started other things in your life, um, uh, business-related, and and maybe you could just talk about those for a minute. What what the, what was the feeling when you did that, and how did you make use of the resources you had? Well, you're right. I didn't start our family construction business, although I was there 45 years. But when I stepped aside from that, then I had to decide – do I want to just sit at home? Do I want to play golf every day? Do I want to travel? It's tempting. <laughs> and there were there were uh, some of the things that helped me decide were the, was the decision that I knew I needed a reason to get up in the morning. So what I really have was passionate about was helping younger people who were trying to start a business dodge some of the rocks or some of the pitfalls that might be in their way. So it was important to me to find a methodology that I could use that would uh, focus my efforts in trying to help people. What did you come up with? So I use a, a company called EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System. It's a well-defined, uh, I think the guy who put it together must have been a genius, and he put together a well-defined, simple process that would allow people to be successful in a multitude of different businesses. So we we were able to take these concepts of uh, vision, of pe- putting the right people in the right seats, having the right data that you're measuring, scorecards for that, 
and then coming back with how to deal with issues and how to solve those and ideas, and we call it identify, discuss, solve, and then come up with processes that eliminate those issues and keep you from making the same dumb mistakes over and over. And finally, how to get traction to your vision. So each one of those six components were exceedingly important if I was going to help somebody with their business. So you you, you can represent some of that thinking for other people now because you, you've mastered that, so to speak. Right. I, I have seen how it helped me in my business mm-hmm. in every single one of those areas, uh, how important it was to have a culture, how important it was to measure people based upon the data that you're tracking on them. Right. Uh, how important it was to identify issues early and deal with them appropriately and solve them so you didn't keep, keep dealing with the same issue over and over. And how to have a franchisable model, something that could be used that would be helpful to people so that they would not feel like that their uh, that the efforts that they had were just going to end up in a gutter every time they did it. So the, this this little system that you use applies to a, a retail business as well as a construction business or a, a real estate or just really any kind of, of, of business entity. Any uh, business that involves people. Ah, well, that's kind of most businesses, isn't it? Um, so we had 125 people in our company, uh-huh. and today I'm helping companies that have as little as seven and as many as 60. All right. Uh, so, and it goes from. But a, the dynamics are pretty much the same. Yeah, right? they are the yeah. same dynamics. Uh, yeah. I've got a computer business, I've got a real estate business, I've got a bank business that I'm currently working with, and it was so fulfilling to me to be able to take things I've learned over 45 years and my construction business, and show these people and these other businesses how they can be effective and much more productive by using the same kinds of things we used. As I said before, if you do the things successful people do, you'll be successful. The rules apply the same to everybody. Well, it's interesting. I mean, and I'm really on a a totally different direction of life and business experience um, because what I did was I took – uh, working with corporations, and I took that knowledge, which I had spent quite a bit of time with uh, Fortune 500 companies, and I took that and applied it to starting my own business directions. And as I did that, I also uh, walked into some full-time teaching uh, opportunities, uh, did the both things for a number of years, running and owns my small business and then doing the teaching. And, and as that, all of that was coming to a... Uh, kind of coming to a point, uh, I started doing more writing. So then I was doing writing books and putting that together with those two things and ended up with a management training company. And I went out and did management training programs using the teaching skills, using what I'd learned from Fortune 500 businesses and using the writing that I had done and putting that all together. And I did that for a number of years and then um, have parlayed that again a number of times and kind of changed the direction uh, the market and the ways that I've done things, but always using the same basic ingredients um, and being able to separate them and show different applications. You know, so um, in some ways it's very similar, in some ways very different than than what you've been doing there, and I, that's is. interesting. We're, we're going to take a, another break here, a quick break, and we'll be back to you in a, in a minute with uh, some more about talking about running small business from home. 
Welcome back. This is BusinessWorks with Hal Alpiar and Johnny Stites. Uh, we've been talking about starting a business, uh, small businesses, the types of businesses, the approach to starting a business, the thinking behind it. Um, one of the things we wanted to get into here is a little bit about – we saw an article about r- running a small business from home, and I think that it's hard to imagine any business that didn't start somewhere at home because most of us – uh, whether it's something we we begin from the beginning or we've had a career and now we're looking at doing something different, we started, probably started at a desk or a dining room table or somewhere at home. Uh, maybe it's the garage. Maybe it's making something. Maybe it's thinking through something and developing uh, an approach to a service. But it's interesting that – that running it from home can be can be pretty exhilarating and also very frustrating. Um, it's also hard for the family and um, uh, maybe the dog. <laughs> so we want to look at some of the ways that um, you can benefit from working at home, and and also have employees as you do that. As um, just as a some thoughts here because we know that. Uh, a lot of people start working in their garage and making something, and then it develops into something else, which develops into something else. And as time goes along, it gets more time-consuming. They continue to focus on that, and pretty soon, at some point, may have a product. Well, we go through that same process of developing a service, except we do it usually sitting at a table. Um, Johnny, when we talk about uh, how to make the most of our time, um, so that we are not distracted and uh, we don't have other things getting in the way of our priorities. Can you address that a little bit about what that's like in trying to run a business or start a business from your experience? My experience is not running business from home in my early years because I had a wife and four kids and I did not want to take away from their time. So I was very deliberate in separating business issues from home. And so when I would go home, when my kids were little, I'd come home at 4.35, I would play with them all the way up to their bedtime. Then I would put them in bed, and then I would go back to the office or sit in the kitchen and work on plans or estimates or proposals or anything Kitchen's I needed Kitchen's always to. a good place because you can eat while you're playing. Well, I had a big table there, which is necessary for plans. And then I was able to take those that work that I'd done and carry it to the office the next morning. Uh, and, and it allowed me to stretch my day. But it was important to me that my kids never see that, that they never would think that anything I was doing was more important than them. And as a result of that, I've got four great kids, happily married, 19 grandchildren, and, excuse me, 14 grandchildren. And, and I'm very blessed because... I don't have issues in family that others have because their mother and I made them a priority and we taught them and we trained them and we spent time with them, even to the expense of the business sometimes, I think. But that was okay because we were still successful. We still were able to grow the business and not adversely impact the kiddos. Now, there there are, uh, on the flip side of that, there are some businesses that have been very successful by um, drawing the children into the into the business, into the beginning stages uh, of planning it, and having children be part of that, 
um, and wrapping the business around the family in a way that everyone could participate. It, it takes a pretty special family. I mean, you know, it's not something's going to happen all of a sudden out of the clear blue because you think you want to start a business and, oh, you can have the kids be involved. Um, odds are pretty good that if the kids are are grown up and they're not, you know, little toddlers, uh, that they're going to have minds of their own and that that's probably what you want to foster uh, rather than kind of push them into a, a family business. On the I other hand, there are that. some family businesses that that the magic is there and they do work. So uh, it, it, it could be anywhere, you know. It, it comes back to, I think, what Johnny's talked about a number of times is is your sense of focus and and uh, how you want to move forward in life uh, with those around you and 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 so any kind of an application is possible and it depends a lot on on what the others around you are thinking about at the same time. Well, Inc. Inc. dot com had a neuroscientist one time from University of California, San Francisco. It said, the less you focus, the less you produce the neurochemicals that help you focus. So it's a descending spiral when you fail to focus on what's important. And while there may be businesses out there that are successful incorporating all their kids in the business, you really have to be careful that you don't live the dream of your business through your kids. The business is a means to support the family, and that's all it is my family and 125 other families in the case of our construction business. Today, it's my family and one other family, the business that I'm in. So it's important if we're going to run a business that we, that we remember what's most important. That business is there to support that family. And that's the value that the business has of whatever support to families is given. If we try to make the business something that's valuable in and of itself, we are going to get in big trouble. So, so what I said was to my children, when you grow up, you're, you're going to spend time working in the business, but when you grow up and go off to college and get an education, you must go somewhere else for at least three years before you come back as a management participant in this business. So that's why it was important to me to give them that time away, and everyone I'm stayed gone but one, and one came back. And so it was his decision after five years, not three, but five years to come back and join the business. I thought that was healthy. And I think it gave them understanding that they were more important than the business. So having a schedule with set times and let your family know when you're working and when you're available and, and structuring your family life around it uh, works. And so does business. And we thank you for listening today. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas, please email us at hal at businessworks with an S on the end dot U.S.